Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back once again to the Most Watched Show in Junior Hockey. We are deep into the summer sessions right now. The temperature's hot. The podcasts, well, I mean, they're pretty cool. And right in the middle of just way too hot and way too cool sits a man whose namesake, well, it's on the show. It's on the logo. And now with his famous bow tie donning the airwaves, I mean... Has he reached a point of too much stardom? Only Dan will be able to tell you, and I suspect he'll tell you no. It's Dan K. Dan, welcome back to the podcast. I have nothing interesting to say. I just got out of the car. Uh, I've, I've been driving for the last 11 hours. It was supposed to be about uh, nine, nine and some change. And uh, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get myself ready. And, and I thought to myself, I'm like, look in the mirror. Like, what would Michael Jordan do in this moment, right? The flu game. This is like my flu game, but then I thought to myself, I don't need to get myself jazzed up. All I gotta look, all I gotta do is look across the way. Look at who's on the show today. This is a guy who is a part of a group known as the Sunset Boys. This is a guy who has has coached in many levels of this game, has been successful everywhere he's gone, and has led the charge of anarchy with his squads. He's the little engine that could, you could call him behind the bench, but he's the big man on campus when it comes to the win-loss record everywhere he goes. He's been in Charleston by the wonderful water sides of South Carolina. Then he moved on up to Charlotte, the CLT, as they call it, an airport that I've flown out of one too many times. Then finally, he said, you know what, forget the water side. I'm going to move inland, South Carolina, and move on to Columbia. And no, not Columbia down in, in the uh, the southern portions, the southern hemisphere. No, not the Columbia, the school. Not the Columbia, the jacket that Lucas oh so loves to sport. But Columbia Infantry Hockey Coach Smules. What's going on, baby? How we doing? You know, I think out of all the years that we've done this, that might be single-handedly the best intro I've ever heard. Um, yeah no like you can tell like after a whole summer of summer sessions we have just leveled up i mean i i don't know exactly where i fit in now that was too many adjectives to describe me like i'm confused now i Uh, I think think it's confidence right now that i'm feeling i got what i can only describe gentlemen the other day as a very nervous haircut and not on my part i was comfortable the guy cut my hair Went to go see my normal guy. My normal guy talked about Jordan's flu game out with the flu. So I had a fill-in starter here. This guy comes out of the bullpen to cut the hair. And when I tell you, you know, for those of you who do cut hair out there, just go for it. Just go after it. I trust you guys. I'm not going to tell the chef how to cook the meat, right? I might tell you medium rare, but you'll cook it the way you need to do it. I won't know the difference as long as it tastes good. I will. A question every five seconds, gentlemen. Is this good? Snip. Is this good? snip is that good yeah man just keep cutting it and i'll tell you when to stop at that point if that's what you need but i think it turned out well the confidence is there it's glowing yeah i mean i know people won't be able to see it on the on the podcast but it looks (laughs) it looks fantastic from here under your cap um you know talking of high pressure haircuts wedding next next sunday we have a haircut scheduled for friday now that's a high pressure haircut for someone you do have the wedding coming up yeah. here. and that haircut what are you thinking are you going going a little fade action What's i think you gotta on? go i think you gotta go a little bit of a fade up to the top and then you know leave the top alone just don't mess with it too much clean up the neckline 
um, get a nice, you know, crisp, uh, crisp fade and, and you'll be set. So now, are you a nose wax guy before the wedding? Do you need a nose wax? Uh, you know, I, before? to be honest, I've never done that. Um, I might look into it. I, I do plan on, you know, taking care of my eyebrows and maybe running a nose strip. Um, you know, it, yeah, just, you know, getting all the facial features really squared away. You'd be um, shocked at how well the the nose wax actually takes care of everything. Like the day before, you just you just no need to trim, just rip it all out. You'll be fine. Well, you know, I mean the wedding is all about the groom. So, you know, I'm I'm very excited to make sure I look spot on. Yeah, that's it. I was a groomsman yeah. in the wedding about two years ago and I got asked uh I got asked by the bride, Oh, so you're gonna be using you're gonna be using whitening strips? And I went, well, now I will be, it was, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. right hook, right to the heart, gentlemen. Well, at least now you guys get to, uh, to run the, the game at the wedding. We do. Yeah. We're don't forget. Game. Yeah. You guys are running the shoe game. So high moments there. I got my suit. It just came in the mail. I'm going to bring some energy. I'm going to bring some fire. Lucas, are you going to be able to keep up with me on the shoe game is the question because I'm going to bring as much energy for this wonderful couple as I possibly can. Well, the the trick is, as our loyal fans know, is not to be a second Dan K because that would be too many Dan K's. I, I come in, I, I fill the space. I, I kind of, I bring it down if I need to, I bring it up if I need to. That's the vibe. If there were two Dan's out there running anything, that would be a mess. We might need to go pen and teller. Maybe Lucas just acts things out for <laughs> and then I do all the talking. It's like Dr. Seuss, one Dan, two Dan, red Dan, blue Dan. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You know, like Michael Jordan said, everyone buys shoes, you know, both yeah. sides of the aisle here, gentlemen. But let's get into hockey. Let's talk hockey, okay? And where I want to start is there's a new game in town. And when I say new game, it's a cup game. This is something, Smules, I know you and I talked a bunch about this offseason. I know we got another guy on the other side of this thing who's got the sleeve tattoos and the goatee, and he's been to Reykjavik, Iceland, and he's probably eaten whale blubber once or twice before in Rhett Vossler. We got the Military Cup coming up in October. We're going to be down there in Jacksonville, Bold City Battalion, the newcomers, against the second-year Columbia Infantry. How exciting is this to see this come together? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm very excited. I I'm, can't say I'm not a little disappointed that somehow the Military Cup comes around and we're not the host team. But um, no, I'm I'm very excited. Um, you know, Rhett's an unbelievable guy. I've known him for a few years now. And, um, you know, I hope one day my tattoos look as good as his do. Um, you know, when my tattoos grow up, they want to be Rhett Vossler's tattoos. So, you know, and, and he's an unbelievable coach who's finally getting the chance to to run a program. And, um, I know he's going to put together a, a heck of a team there. And, um, you know, I think that we're going to go down and it's the newest team in the Southeast versus the newest team in, in the Florida division and in, in two powerhouse divisions. I think it's going to be some unbelievable hockey for people to watch. Talk about the newest team in the Southeast. That's a huge move. You move to potentially the toughest division in all of junior hockey. You're playing the Rush. You're playing the Junior Canes. You're playing the Generals. You're playing Potomac, who's turning into a powerhouse. You're playing Hampton Roads. You're playing all these guys each and every night. Tell me about this Southeast division. Of course, you know the Charlotte Rush well. This is going to be a tough in and out, man. This is a tough one to get out of. Yeah, you know, like it's um, it was one of those things. Like I, I, I think we kind of all saw it coming before it was official. But um, you know, I'm 
excited for it. My guys are excited for it. I, I think, right. Like it's one of those things where like, like if you're going to prove it, you're going to talk it, right. Like why not do it in the Southeast? Right. I mean, you know, like if we come out of any other division, right. It's, it's great. It's fantastic. But if we can come out of the Southeast as a second year team, right. Like, you know, that just opens up so many more eyes and puts so many more eyes on our guys. And um, I think that's the part I'm most excited about is my guys getting looks at, at tier two and the NCAA now, just because of the fact they're playing in the Southeast division, they'll get watched more. And, um, you know, that's something I'm really excited for. And, and like you said, right, the Charlotte Rush, it's almost like a, a hello old friend type mentality, right? So, um, you know, believe me, I I have, I think, a better history with Charlotte than anyone where you know, not only have I coached for them, but I've, you know, lost the national championship to them. So, um, you know, I think it's almost like a, a return home, but also some little bit of unfinished business too. So, um, you know, for me, it's exciting. And for my team, it's exciting. And to be honest, we just want to write our own story. That's, that's really the biggest thing. Like we just want to be us and write our own story. Yeah, and you're one, those, you're one of those guys that when I get a chance to see you around the country, Lucas as well, when we get the chance to cover whether you're coaching Columbia or Charlotte or or the squad in Charleston a few years back, your team rallies around you, your team trusts in you, your team believes in you, and there's always this there's mentality there's a mentality where the locker room is fun, right? The, the room is fun. It's a good group of guys. It's a squad ready to go out there and play for the name on the front, not the name on the back. Talk about this squad you kind of put together this year in the Elite, in the Premier what, is that the vibe you're going for again? Are there any tweaks to the normalcy? What are you looking at? Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a little different. I think, um, you know, last year, like, obviously it was a tough year. Um, but I think it was a tough year because we never found an identity. Um, and I think a huge part of that was that, you know, the identity we almost created was like, we tried to take what worked from Charlotte. We tried to take what worked from Charles. Then like, and we always felt like we were trying to just mimic someone. Um, like we were just trying to add on to the story of that group. Um, and so this year, like the conversations I've had, everything with my leaders coming back, everything like that, like, is we just want to write our own story. Like, and, and you'll hear us say it all year. Like we don't hear anyone talk about last year. We don't want to hear anyone talk about Charleston or Charlotte or like, we just want to, we want to create our own footsteps here. Um, we uh we send like little clips and videos and quotes and stuff in our in our group chat already for next year all the time and one that we keep uh keep kind of looking back to and it'll be a big part of our year is like Dion sanders went to you know colorado and there's that video of him saying like this isn't the time the team the staff of last year like this isn't last year a new day's coming and we're really embracing that like this isn't the staff this isn't the team this isn't last year like for us, it's it's literally like it's a new day and and we want to write our own story with this group. Um, in terms of the mentality, like we've adopted this hashtag BGP that I think a lot of people have seen on our posts and stuff. Um, and we're getting a sign hung up in the locker room. We're getting bracelets for the guys. Um, and just BGP is going to be everywhere. They Every single guy on my team so far has it in their social media profile. Um, it's just be good people. Um, and I think that, you know, being last year, tough first year, like everything like that, like the mentality we wanted to have this year is that like, we're going to be a good hockey team. I, I firmly believe that, but I don't think any of that matters if we're not good people. And if we don't have fun doing it, 
Um, and so every day, no matter where these guys are, whether they're on Instagram or they're looking or they're working out and they got a bracelet on or they walk in the locker room, whatever it is, like BGP is going to be everywhere. And just the constant reminder that everything we do, none of it's going to matter if we're not good people. We win a national championship this year and like we go about things the wrong way. Like, I don't think that'll sit well with me. It won't sit well with these guys. So, um, that mentality is going to be a rallying cry for us this year and, and one that we think will go a long way towards building our identity we want this year. I absolutely yeah. love it. Before I toss it over to Lucas here for a couple of questions, I got to ask you, you know, the Cruth dog, Ryan Cruthers, or as we call him, Ryan Cruthers here on the Dan K Show, guy gets a job in the bigs here, going to the Fayetteville Marksman. I know that, that this organization, you, you work with Ryan, and he's the owner of this Columbia team here with you. He's got Charlotte. You're there. You guys all kind of work together. Talk to me about that moment. You find out Ryan gets that's got to be exciting for the whole crew as well. It's another good opportunity for players who come to Columbia to have access to these guys at the next level. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, congratulations. And it's a fantastic opportunity for Ryan, obviously, you know, being close to his family and, and stuff like that. Like, I know he's super excited. We're super excited for him. Um, that Fayetteville team is is going to take an unbelievable leap this year. And, and I'm sure it'll be one of the best, if not the best SP teams in the country, um, you know, just because of the culture and, and everything that he creates there. Um for our guys, right? Like, obviously, we're a new team, but, you know, three, four years down the line when we have guys graduating college, um, right? Like, having that relationship there and and having, um, you know, a history there will go such a long way for guys that want to pursue, um, you know, playing or, or working in pro hockey, right? So, um, obviously, it'll be nice to have Ryan closer to home, too, right? Like, he's a guy that we can all learn from that, um, you know, we can call when we have questions about power play or lineups or whatever it is. So having them close by and, and having them be able to make more games and, and stuff like that, like something that we're obviously very excited for as well here. Now for a, there's, there's a lot of expectations that come around a first year team, right? A, a newer franchise. And sometimes those expectations are a little bit, a, they're a lot of bit. They're not a little bit. They're a lot of it, right? A lot of a lot of people want to see that first year team have success, and and it, success can be measured in a number of ways. You have something from your past year that not a lot of other teams in your position have ever had. You had a tender. Talk us through that. Yeah. So um, obviously, like we said from day one, that we would measure success by how well we're able to develop players. Um, right. And, and for us, like we wanted to not only just get like, um, players moved on to the next level, but we wanted to move them on to the right spots, right. Spots where they would have success. So we had a player, Ryan Coots, um, young Oh five that we signed last year, defenseman, um, come to us from the Colorado rough Riders 16 triple a program. And my conversation with him was simple that I felt his best opportunity to move on to the next level was going to be. Um, because of the fact that we would teach him how to play against 19 and 20 year olds and then play that mature game that, you know, when you go to a main camp that I think sticks out as opposed to just playing triple A. And when we were able to, to get him signed, I was really excited. And obviously we had high expectations for him, but I don't think any of us could have imagined what, what would come. Um, I still firmly believe he was the best 05 in the USPHL last season. 
Um, like I'll, I'll die on that hill. He played 30 minutes a game in the Florida division as a premier defenseman against some of the best players in the country and, and matched up with them and didn't shy away and put up points. And, um, you know, now he's getting an opportunity. He got tendered to PAL, which is obviously the defending national champion of the Deneen cup. Um, and he already has made their, their last, you know, their training camp. Like he'll be starting the season with them. Um, He's actually going to come down and, and skate with us for a few days in camp before they get going. And I think it'll be a terrific opportunity for my guys to to see what it takes. And um, I couldn't be more proud of him. Like he's a kid who came here. He bought into everything we taught, every habit, every off-ice culture habit and did everything the right way, learned, wanted to improve. Um, and I don't even think he scratched the ceiling of, of what he's capable of. And like, I'm, I couldn't be more thrilled to see him start the season in PAL. And, and obviously, you know, we'll go from there, but um, there's not a player more deserving of that opportunity. I don't think in the league than, than what he earned last year. Well, and there, there's so many paths, right? There's, there's not one path for each player and it's a lot of factors, as you know, right? It's, it's how how old are you right what's your birth year are you an older player looking for something are you a younger player looking to really get your advancement a, a little more quickly looking to find those opportunities and you know yourself as a as a younger coach i, I know we've talked about how you how you do feel like it impacts in a positive way what you do but now with so many years of coaching under your belt do you look back on maybe your your time in charleston on that coach smolovich and think man Look at that! Look at that young that young man, that small boy coaching that team. Or do you do you feel like the path is a little bit more straighter between those two? You know, it's it's interesting, right? Like I, I obviously I think uh, I think the main thing is I've calmed down a little. Um, I haven't been thrown out of a game since my first year coaching. <laughs> um, you know, so like I I really do think that um, yeah, like it's weird. Like I'm only 27, but this already I think my my fifth year coming in here or fourth year. Right. So it's, um, it, it's, it's crazy how fast it's kind of gone by. Um, but you know, I like to think that I've kind of stuck true to who I am. Um, and you know, I, I found that the moments I kind of get away from it are the ones where my team tend to struggle the most. Um, right. Like for me, I'm always going to be like a, a passionate, wear his heart on his sleeve, very energetic coach. Um, right. And, my team's just like, they can't play for me if I'm not that way, because then I'm, I'm just trying to be somebody else. Like, and look, it's not for everyone. There are players who probably don't like my style, right? They want the the super like detail, right? And um, the one thing I've learned over the last couple of years is just, I think I've gotten better at the details. I've gotten better at the X's and O's. Um, a ton of that has come obviously with credit to, to Ryan and you know, everything that he's taught me. And, and a lot of it has come from Troy Schwab, who was, you know, who's leaving Charlotte this year to, to coach his kids and, and coach, um, you know, the youth program there. And, and I can't credit Troy enough with what he taught me and, and how I've grown. But, you know, I like to think that for the most part, I, I've stuck true to who I am. And, and that's where that BGP comes from. Um, because, you know, I think without that be good people, like I, I wouldn't be the coach I am either. Now, when you're when you're filling a, a team, you know we can talk specifically about your team for this upcoming season. And it comes time to choose your your leadership group. Do you look for that similar passion and intensity? Do you look for a player who 
maybe balances out with something different. What's your mentality and talk about any leadership positions that you have filled for next year? Yeah, I think it has to be a little bit of a mix, right? Um, we kind of played around last year where we had, you know, we didn't really do any A's. We just did all C's because we really tried to establish it as a leadership group. Um, I didn't love that. Like I said, like that was something I did in Charleston and it worked really well. And then last year it didn't work so well. And, you know, that was part of the, um, us almost trying to mimic and add on to that story where we, we didn't have a ton of success with it. And so this year, like we, you know, I'm deciding like, okay, we're going to have one captain, we're going to have some alternates and that's going to be the leadership group. Um, and so our captain for our premier team is going to be Blake Hassenauer, who, um, is our only, you know, he's, so he's returning from being our premier captain last year. Um, and Blake, I mean, first of all, like I, I can't speak more highly of him as a player and as a human being. Um, he plays the game unbelievably hard, very passionate, um, very similar to me in the way I coach. Like he he has his flare ups and he has his moments, but um, that's the same way I am as a coach. And I think Blake is the perfect extension of me as a coach in the room. Um, he is a guy that's going to hold every single guy accountable. He's a guy that is going to step up in the biggest moments and make guys around him better. And he's a guy that through and through will do whatever we need to, to try to win and, and really lives that be good people mentality. Um, I think that like his ladder of development over the last four years speaks to how hard he works. He went from being a double A player to playing for Wilkes-Barre elite to being the premier captain to this year, probably, you know, hopefully being one of the most NCAA recruited tier three players in the country in four years, right? Like in four years to go from double A to having schools already, you know, discussing having you on visits as early as September. Um, like I, I couldn't be more proud to have him lead our program this year. And I think that, you know, obviously we're, we're in the USPHL. We don't have the the leadership awards that, that the NHL does. Right. But like, I think if you were to take the top five captains in the USPHL after this season, he's a no brainer to be in that group. And I would argue that against any coach in this league. Now for, for people who maybe are, are just having their, their players kind of enter in, right? These 05s, 06s, 07s. What, what roles does a captain have on a team that, you know, kids can maybe start preparing for where if their goal is to be the leader on a team, what kind of things, you know, in general, do you think they should try to embody? I think it has to be the guys that are willing to do all the right things, um, even when no one's watching. So, you know, one of my players last year, his name is Gavin Klein. Um, right. He was another kid who was a, a leader for us, a captain for us. So he does, he does everything right. Like, and, and I mean, like, to the point where like, it, it's a little astonishing, like, you know, guy leaves something in the locker room, Gavin takes care of it. Last year, we, um, we had, you know, some coaching transitions towards the end of the year and we were on the road and, and I was trying to get stuff done for the game and, and, you know, meals had to get ordered. And here's Gavin walking up and down the 40 guys on the bus, taking Jimmy John's orders on his own phone instead of napping or watching Netflix. Right. Like, Without me asking, right? Like just, just helping, right? Like, um, like guys like that, right? Like it, it's crazy. Like it sticks out so much, and and those are the guys you remember when you're done coaching. Like kids that are just fantastic human beings, um, right? And and those two guys, like for me at least, right? And and we have another player, um, Cam Nidick, who who's going to be the the captain of our elite team. 
um, coming back as well. And, and he's another kid, right? Like he came in last year, 16 single A kid from Long Island. And not only did he just thrive as a hockey player with us, and he's going to be unbelievable this year, but he is a kid who was an Eagle scout. He's a kid who like does everything the right way off the ice. And another one who just, it's a no brainer in, in how he does everything. Anytime someone asks, he's there. Um, and I like, I, I'm being completely honest. I don't think for a second year team, first year team, it doesn't matter. I could ask for a better leadership group across both teams. And that's the thing, right? Like they have to work together. Like it's not just one hockey team. It's one family between elite and premier where, you know, for us, like if our elite leadership sucks and our premier is great, it doesn't matter. Like they're still going to negatively affect each other. And so having the leadership group, we will across both teams. Like I, I couldn't be more excited for that. Dan, this, this guy is, is like NHL network ready. There is a reason that he's, he is locked in. There's a reason why it's, it's, there's only a couple people that have, that have coaches that have appeared on Dan K show broadcasts. It's yourself. It's coach Hankel. And you just heard there why, uh, why you might hear Mr. Mr. Smolovich on a Dan K show call coming up this season. Yeah, and Coach, what I do have to ask him, I'm going to put you on the hot seat here. Uh, I, it's an A, B, or C question, okay? It's uh, who is most at fault in a good way? I guess, so what, Lucas, at fault in a good way, what's the word for it? Again, just out of a car after 11 hours uh, listening to too many podcasts. Who I is would say, responsible for? Who's responsible for? There's a word. Responsible. I got you. See, this is when I asked that question about what kind of captain are you choosing? It's really just because of the balance that Dan and I bring to the Dan K show. <laughs> Worst thing, the word cerebral coming to my head, but responsible not getting there. Um, but uh, coach A, B or C, who's most responsible for the success of Ryan Coots and his his tender? Is it A, um, Mike Marcuz in just non-stop watching of the Dan K show and Dan K show content, seeing that Dan K picked him on his all Dan K team, which uh, remember in parentheses that says Dan K did it. Is it B, Dan K bump? The fact that Ryan Coots made his way onto the uh, all Dan K team this year, youngest member of the squad, or is it C, Coach Milovich? I think it's going to have to be D. I think it was Ryan Coots. I think, yeah, Look you know, like, Lucas, he was ready for it. The trick question didn't get him, tried to trip him up, couldn't even get him there. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I look as, as much as we all love to do our jobs right and, and help players advance at, at the end of the day, right? If, if they don't take advantage of it and and they don't work hard, right? It, it only goes so far. So, no, I it's all him and, and I couldn't be more proud of it. Coach, what success this year? How do you, how do you? How do you wrap it all together? Is it nationals? Is it wins? Is it just, is it BGP plus all that? Like, like where, where are we going? I like, look to me, like I think any coach in the league, right. Who tells you like, they don't want to win a national championship. They don't want to make playoffs. They're full of it. Right. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, right. Like we all want to walk out of here with rings on our fingers, but like for me, as much as I would love that and, and any coach would like I just I want to see these guys like really buy into this BGP thing like I I really like that for me this year is is what I'm measuring it by like um you know so many kids come to us whether it's from programs they didn't enjoy or they, or they have tough family situations or or whatever it is like like they just want a home they want somewhere to develop and and enjoy and and have their life move in a positive direction 
Um, like for me, like it's, if guys can get influenced by this BGP thing, if, if I can, if I can get these guys to be on a good path or a better path or whatever it is. And for myself too, right? Like I, I want to learn from them. Like every kid's story influences you as a coach. Like, I really think this BGP thing, like, I think if we buy into it and, and we really embody it, like, I mean, I, I think the, the on ice success it'll follow. Um, but I, I'm a big believer that our success this year will be measured by how we influence, you know, hockey and, and how we influence our community and, and how we influence each other's lives. Love this. And you know, for the folks listening at home, it, it's, we obviously coach, there's not many coaches that we've gone on a bachelor party for, or we're attending a wedding for, right? So there's, yeah. there's obviously a closeness that that's been grown here. And it's not one that, that grew a decade ago, right? Lucas and I have known each other forever, but we've known you just a few years. But I think just going back to Charleston, seeing that that squad that you put together there, I knew back then, and I know Lucas did as well, that there there was success. You were on a railroad to success, right? You you were on that rail. You're, you're in that train. You're riding down the tracks. There's going to be things in your way. You ever see those videos of the train going through like the snow in like Northern Canada and just yeah, blasting yeah. that was you just blasting through ready to go, going to get to that station, no matter what it took. We're excited to see where that thing goes. I mean, I could give folks a million reasons to play for you, but why do I play for a coach Smule squad wherever you're at Columbia and beyond as you move through the ranks, when you're eventually in an NHL rank and getting us free tickets, why am I playing for coach Smules? I think it's just the ability to know that I'm like, my goal is just to get the best out of you. Like I, I'm going to, I'm going to develop you and I'm I'm going to do all that. But I think it's that it's on your worst days that we're still going to be able to get the best out of you. Um, like I, I really firmly believe that what I do well as a coach is, is create positivity and create relationships and create the belief that everything is, is possible um and so i just think for a lot of guys they've never had that before and so i think like if you want the the ability to just be yourself and the ability to not get you know railroaded for it and and want to just come somewhere where you're going to feel like you're supported like i i firmly i firmly believe this is the best spot for you like um you know i think like you're at that age right 16 17 18 19 20 like you're growing up and right. And there's no one that's telling you, you can do it or they believe it. Right. Like you're going to put yourself in a tough spot. And and I think that's the one thing that would never happen here. Coach, we played a lot of this game, minor chats on this show throughout the summer sessions, but I'm going to, I'm going to go a little different with you today. I want to go sunset boy style. I want to talk yeah. about Rushmore. I haven't, I haven't teed up coach for this at all. So if you stumble a bit, buy yourself time. This is a professional yeah. here. I want to know the Mount Rushmore, your four guys or gals there, your, your coaching influences. If you were going to build yourself in the people that you've watched, whether that be at the professional ranks, whether that be folks like, like the Schwabies who you mentioned earlier, who, by the way, folks, uh, Troy Schwab and Dan Kay, uh, undefeated on the cornhole boards in New Orleans. Uh, oh, just absolutely tearing through it. Lucas, what was it, 29 zip on that last game? Or Smules, do you want to tell Dan about what happened when you and I went back and played each other? Uh, Lucas won, but I did win one game, just so we're on the same page. <laughs> as long as you get a win, that's it. That's there was one I did not lose on those boards all weekend. But Mount Rushmore, pick four. Try to buy you some time there to think a little bit. Yeah. Your influence is in to your coaching style, to who you are as a coach, 
How does it come together? Who are those four? Um, I think an easy one, and and I got to give Schwabi some credit here because he got me he got me hooked on him. Um, but PJ Fleck, the coach for Minnesota, row the boat, um, right? Like the row the boat thing. Like um, you know, that's kind of how I came up with BGP. Was you know, I want something that I can carry with me no matter where I'm coaching. And um, you know, I, when PJ Fleck first got to Minnesota and did row the boat, I think people thought he was nuts, um, right? And and then it took off and. Now you look and it's this huge thing there. And it's just because he never changed who he was. Um, so I'd say PJ Fleck is one. Um, two, like I'm a I'm a huge fan of John Cooper. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. John Cooper is a guy who didn't play high level hockey. He didn't, you know, go to the NHL and then get a job. For, like he's just a guy who who loved the game and, and grew and, and evolved. And um, right. Like I, I look up to him a ton in terms of following my own career path. Um, I just, I think it'd be impossible not to with, with how I want to proceed. Um, last two here, let me, let me think here. Um, trying to think other sports, right? Like, I don't want to just give you hockey. That's why I like PJ Fleck. Um, not a huge baseball guy. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, um, you know, actually, so I, I know it's not a coach, but I'm a huge fan of Billy Bean. Um, like, you know, he's another guy, right? Like he was willing to go outside the box and and he was willing to, to try stuff that, you know, everyone wanted him fired and ever like he just stuck to who he was. Right. And, and he believed in it and he did it. And, and that was huge. And, and I think that in baseball too, obviously a GM plays a huge part in what a team looks like. So um, and then the last one, I, I know this is going to be like super cheesy and it's just going to, but um, it, for me, so like I asked all my guys this summer to do something. Um, so like I asked all my guys this summer to watch Ted Lasso. Um, like I get that it's a fictional character, but when you really look at like what I embody as a coach and and the things that I preach, like I can't even tell you how much that show has influenced the way I try to do things. Um, like, I think that show came out right in the middle of COVID. And, and I think that's why it was such a huge hit is because it was such a positive, right. Unbelievable thing that people like, um, you know, got drawn to, but like, for me as a coach, it, it's just, it's crazy how much I've learned from that show. Um, right. Like the whole, like the be curious, not judgmental, you know, like the believe, like, like all that is so, so lost in our daily lives um and so you know the bgp thing um we have a powerpoint that we keep in house uh, or we'll keep in house this year that we're showing all our guys and that we're going to watch every month throughout the season um and there's like three or four ted lasso clips in there just because it's so easy to relate to um you know like the dart clip is in there with with obviously the be curious not judgmental um and then another one like we talk about like guys messing up right they're teenagers stuff like that and there's a, a Ted Lasso quote that we put in there that's like, um, you know, he says, I hope we're not judged by the actions of our weakest moments, but by if we ever get a second chance. And like, I just think stuff like that, like it's so relatable, um, especially in, in how hard life and, and hockey already is. So I would say that's the fourth is, is throw Ted Lasso up there. And, and I know Ryan's going to get a kick out of that. Um, finally, finally watched it. So I, I think he did it a lot more now. So, um, but I, I think that would be a perfect fourth one to, to throw up there. 
And then okay. Schwab is an honorary fifth. Yeah, Schwab is going to be disappointed yeah. to not be on it. But I mean, yeah. Ted Lasso, Billy Bean, John Cooper, and PJ Fleck. It's tough to tough for Schwab to expect to be in that four. Yeah, it's tough so. for Ryan to expect to be in that. That's a that's a yeah. crazy four right there, Lucas. You got any questions for Coach before we let him go? He's got a big he's got a big tilt tonight. He's he's got a uh, he's got an adult league hockey game to go win. Huge game. I mean, what's what's the pregame routine for you? What are we what are we getting into? Is there is there a little smelling salt? Is there like a little little opera that goes on in the headphones? What's the pregame look like? Yeah, so um, I'm a little weird when it comes to my pregame routines. Um, like I was never a guy like I I wanted to get pumped up. I kind of more wanted to get zoned in. Um, and a lot of my pregame routines have actually stuck around to now coaching. Um, so the big ones are I listen to music. Uh, typically, though, it's like it's not like pop up music. It'll be like Coldplay or like Zach Brown. Like it's just something that I can kind of like, you know, sing along to and, and jam out a little bit um, to where it's just kind of clear my head. Um, this one I, I've kind of stuck with with coaching and um i i haven't done it as much during men's league but i i still try to is i have a bag of peanut m&ms before every game um at nationals actually two years ago i think i might have gone through more peanut m&ms than than any coach in history um it, you guys should always ask i always have spares um but uh yeah so peanut m&ms um and then i always just kind of you know warm up and, and tape my stick and yeah i mean obviously it's gone a little less intense with men's league but um but for coaching i, I still have my set routines i i always call uh i always call my mom and, and my uh fiance before every game um and after every game as well um those are my two phone calls every time um I always tell guys, like, if, if you see me on the phone, it's always either my mom or my fiance. Um, the peanut M&Ms have stuck around. Uh, the gum has stuck around. And, uh, yeah, I think those are the big – oh, and then if we're at a road game on the bus, I will always listen to um, to either, like, a scene from Ted Lasso or, like, some kind of – or um, or the song is called Shot at the Night by the Killers. Um, and that's, that's, like, my little, like um, – motivational little montage song that i use every year for for a montage for the team and, and i'll listen to that probably before we get to the rank as well i always went to the uh, lucas i was one night before uh little little winnie the pooh slash garfield preparations night before what i do is tarps only lasagna that, that's how i, I was like it on friday night before <laughs> yeah i did um <laughs> You know, I, you needed to get the joke in, and that's fine. You can just interrupt my sage wisdom. Uh, <laughs> Coach, the very important question here is, I mean, peanut M&M's, obviously the superior M&M. Of course. Right? What is your second favorite M&M? And you can include oh, the weird ones, because my second favorite is actually one of the newer ones that they've come out with, and I've gotten a lot of flack yeah. for it. Better not be caramel, because it's garbage. Um, so I hate the peanut butter M&Ms just so while we're on that. Like I hate, I hate the pretzel ones too. Um, I would say the mint is pretty good. I'm a big oh. mint guy. Like I love mint chocolate chip. Like I, I think the mint, the coffee one is great. Like coffee is my favorite flavor of ice yep. cream. So, um, okay. I like the coffee one a lot. Um, yeah, I would say one of those. And then, I mean, you can't go wrong with the original. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of like five of the original M&Ms. Like I don't bite them. I just kind of let them melt in my mouth. It's I know it's a little weird, but I think it's the right way to go. See, I I also love a good mint chip, so I I like the mint ones. I didn't think I was going to like them. Disgusting. Um, but it's I so also good. have been. I've also been chirped for my ice cream flavors that I like. I'm a big rum raisin guy. 
No, uh, I like rum raisin, like Hagen Dazs rum raisin. Is, oh yeah, is like really a butter good. pecan. Yeah, butter pecan is good. Eating mint desserts to me. It's a palate cleanser. Feels like I accident like mint chocolate chip ice cream. Feels like I left my toothpaste in the fridge and now I'm eating it. Like a mint M M&M and M or like those mints on your pillow, those chocolate mints. It feels the like I went to the chocolate bar and my toothpaste was gone. Do you not like Girl Scout thin mints? No, garbage. Oh my, you're Absolute the only garbage. person on the planet. Like You're garbage. Oh my and god. You know what? Shame on the Girl Scouts. You know what I mean? The prices, <laughs> are, outrageous. The prices are outrageous, girls. Come on. I, what do you think I've made of money? And you know I'm gonna buy them. I, I got Walmart here. I got I got Publix here. They're outside of every store in Florida. And I'm buying Girl Scouts out the wazoo, gentlemen. I gotta have like my accountant going through receipts of Girl Scout cookies. I got tag alongs. I got the trefoils i got the lemon bar cookies i got these ones with the little cranberries and the walnuts in them it's an absolute mess i'm covered in girl scout cookies and then i got <laughs> cereal they got girl scout girl like the cereal you gotta diversify My yeah God. they're good business they're, they're great at business they're great <laughs> at business but it's disappointing for me what a business model i you know what actually i got you a box of thin mints for the wedding so i apologize Man, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a bad time. Just wait till all, just wait till All Star comes on. No, my, I will not. I will. If Smash Mouth comes on, I will start my drive from Indiana to North Carolina early for the next wedding, the next coach's wedding. We are just. I am the wedding king this year, gentlemen. I literally just finished a drive back from a bachelor party, so I can get ready to drive on to the next wedding. We're close, though. Coach, you ready for it? Yeah, one week. I'm excited. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm way more excited for the uh, 12 days in Italy following. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm definitely excited. It's uh, It's been a long time coming. Uh, we've been together for, for six years now. Um, I'm excited for everyone who's kind of heard of Jacqueline to actually physically get to, to meet her in person. Um, you know, she's just always been there. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's going to be fun. We're going to have you guys there. I know Ryan's trying to make it. Um, Matt Dibble is going to be there. Troy will be there. Um, I better make it. I got to stay in this house the next week. He said, I know, right. You got to, you got to shoot him a text. Um, uh, Cassie, Brian Brady, Coots, Gavin Klein, they'll all be there. So, um, you know, so I'm definitely excited for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, and it's going to be, it's going to be a great time for everyone. It will be fun. Lucas, your parting words, sir. Nothing. I had a piece of pretzel salt. I had a pretzel in the car ride, apparently in my fingernail. And I just want to wipe my eye. I got a bit of salt in my right eye. So I'm going to look a little teary here, gentlemen. But don't let me fool you. I'm not too choked up. I'm just going to miss this guy a little bit until we get to the wedding. Coach Smules, your parting words for all the folks listening in at home. Yes, obviously, thank you to you guys for for what you do and and for making this show, you know, so much fun for all of us and and for this league. Um, right, thank you to to uh, to my ownership group, obviously, for for continuing to to have me with them for another year and and hopefully do them proud this year. Um, you know, Ryan and and Julie and and Jocelyn and everything they've done for me. Um, and then just you know, I'm I'm excited for the year. So it's, it's going to be an unbelievable group of kids and. Like I said, we we just want to write our own story, and and I think we're going to get the chance to this year. I've got two parting words today. That's this is the first time ever, Lucas. First time ever, double parting words. One, 
goes with the trip I just finished coming home. I stopped off at the home of the Durham Bulls, which my favorite baseball movie of all time, Bull Durham. One quote for you young athletes at home getting ready for this season. It's it's kind of interesting because it's just a movie quote. It doesn't it's not really it doesn't fit into that quote centric mood that I normally have. The next one will, but this one, you know, I heard I've heard a lot about that million dollar arm, but I know more about that five cent head of yours. And that's something to remember as an athlete. We can have that million-dollar capability. We can have all the ability in the world. We can be the most athletic person on the rink at all times. But that brain power is the way we set ourselves apart from the competition. You got to learn the game. You got to hit the books. You got to be in school. Brain power just as important as the physicality. The other one, this is for our guest today. It's from the great Ted Lasso. Taking on a challenge is a lot like riding a horse, isn't it? If you're comfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. And that's Thanks, a great man. one right there. Come on, coach. You got to love that one. You break that one down. It's the idea of when we take on our challenges, if we're uncomfortable while we're doing it, we're doing it wrong. What does that mean? There's a lot to unpack there. We could be doing it wrong because we're just going after the wrong thing and we don't actually want that accomplishment. We could be doing it wrong because we're just doing it the wrong way. We're just not, we're not, we don't have a focused mindset on the task at hand. We're not going after the finish line that we actually want to get to. And when we ride that horse, we got to jump on that saddle. And we got to know what we're doing because he's going to run you into a branch. I have been horseback riding and it has happened. It's real. Horses know when you're scared. They don't like Dan Kay. You've heard it here first. Coach Milovich, the best in the biz. We've got so much coming at you this offseason. Thank you so much for the remastered sleep. Stop snoring with just a sip. I'll tell you what, I was just on a bachelor party in Lake George, and we had to take three of my friends and put them in an entirely separate cabin because they were the CPAP trio. They all had their machines. They were snoring away. Get rid of all that, man. Be able to be like Dan Kay and and sleep in the king bed in the big cabin. RemasteredSleep.com, 10% off at checkout. Dan Kay shows your coupon code. Body Trick. Go to body-trick.com today. Best in the biz, all natural products. And most importantly, run with the bulls, baby, or run from them if they're actual bulls. I always want to remember that. I was driving home. I passed a lot of farms. There were some bulls. If they started running at me, I would run from those ones. If they're from Pueblo, run towards them. Run to the bulls or just run with them. Pueblo Bulls, thank you for presenting sponsors. Coach Smilovich, big things coming for the Columbia Infantry. And this guy's got to go win a hockey game tonight. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.